0: Hey there, I'm Andrew Kumin, the host of Things I Said Out Loud, a podcast that celebrates words, and is an audio companion to my Substack newsletter, Things I Wrote Down. It's a place where I share original content, articles, and stories. These thoughts from my head and heart land right in your email inbox when you subscribe at andrewkoeman.substack.com. Thanks for spending a portion of your day with me. I hope you leave this episode encouraged and inspired. Now, let's jump right into it. I'm at the edge of a cornfield in eastern Ontario. It's nothing like an M. Night Shyamalan film, which will give some peace of mind to my older brother Chris, who hasn't slept properly since the film was released. Something about how if there really were aliens or an alien invasion, it'd be exactly like the one in the film. If you were to drop me into the cornfield like a digital pin on a Google map, place my pin right in the middle, I would be lost for hours, maybe even days. If I were to push myself through the green stalks to the south, I'd eventually walk right into the St. Lawrence River. Or if I ventured east, in a few hours I'd be speaking French. Inevitably though, I'd get lost. But in the fight against the husks, in this walk through the tight maze of future ethanol, I would make an erratic crop circle that would make global news and be visible from space. It's cloudy here, and misty after a hot spell that lasted for days. A palomino mare grazes in the field just outside the window. If Malibu Barbie and Bane, the villain from the Batman films, had a love child, which was a horse, then I'm looking right at it. She's impressive and yet grotesque. Her long blonde tail violently snaps at flies. A brown mask pulled tight over her ears, forehead and snout keep the field flies from gnawing at her face. But it creates an ominous vibe, like an Antifa mob may soon emerge from the rows of Corn to claim their prize horse at any moment and it would be no stretch to see Bane from Christopher Nolan's film series leading the charge. I do hope my audio for this read-along is better than the quality of the dialogue in the Nolan film, especially for the Bane character. I'm a big fan of his, Christopher Nolan's, that is, but you'll have to forgive me the indulgence of an aside. I spent some time today googling until I found an article from The Telegraph in 2012. It's a review of The Dark Knight Rises, I've misquoted this article many times because I haven't had it on hand whenever I recount it to friends. To me, the observation from the Telegraph film critic Jenny McCartney rings so true that it's stuck with me since 2012 when the film and the review were released. She writes this about Bain. Bain sounds as though he is speaking through cotton wool while underwater. This is quite a disadvantage in a villain who could claim the traditional right to what I call the monologue of bad intent, in which he sets forth his nihilistic worldview, and he certainly exercises this right. You can hear much malign mumbling from underneath the mask and worrying words cropping up, but you can only catch about 50% of it. Nolan, it seems, knew full well about the Bane sound issue, but I'm not convinced that half-heard threats are really spookier. If someone goes to all the trouble of describing in detail how and why they're going to destroy you, it seems almost bad manners to say at the end, you what? End quote. I'm recording this portion of the podcast on my cell phone by the aforementioned cornfield, and I think the quality is better than Bane's dialogue in that Nolan film. At least, I sure hope so. So, why am I sitting by a cornfield? Why am I talking about being outside? I'm sitting here because I wanted to take a few moments to dare you to go outside and to denounce the tyranny of notifications. On its face, it's not a fair dare. And as Bain and his Malibu Palomino prove, not everything is fair of face. You see, I'm on vacation and I have the luxury and the time right now to step away from the rush of everyday life and take a deep breath. But do we need to be so tied always to a digital leash? You may not be on vacation, that is, but I wager that most hours and most minutes within that hour are disrupted by little beeps, pop-ups, prompts, and pushes from your phone or computer. I just took a few weeks off and have mostly tuned out notifications. I've also made an effort to not look at my phone or go on a device for continuous spans of time, and I gotta be honest, it's wonderful. It's been wonderful. I stood on the shores of Port Bruce and let the wind sweep over me like I was a lone sail, propel my thoughts forward into a whole ocean of possibilities. I sat in the sands of Ipperwash and stared as minnows surrounded me, their shadows cast at strange angles, multiplying, so that I was enrolled in a vast aquatic school. So I'm making a commitment, perhaps a wager with myself, to bring some of this into my work life. I've always spent time in nature and I've really been missing it. What is it about this last season of life that's made it more difficult to walk away from the desk? Shouldn't the wall-to-wall Zoom meetings push one outside? I have my pad excuses. The pandemic, young kids, a busy job, and every, everyone remote. A writing life that requires me to sit down and pencil it out or to type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the outdoors didn't go anywhere. They're just sitting there, Waiting. And i also have recurring proofs of how well they serve as a backdrop for inspiration for restoration and for creativity like a recent work experience when i was pushed outside into nature at the encouragement of my ceo a few weeks ago i had a one-on-one with myself in nature before lunch i was stumped with a good but challenging problem that i needed to solve How quickly two key observations landed in the dirt path in front of me as I walked. Two key insights to a challenge with a team marketing effort crystallized within moments of just walking quietly outside under a canopy of trees. I could have sat at my desk for hours, but in minutes, just being outdoors, the answer came. What's more, I stalked a toad. I watched dragonflies conduct surveillance in the underbrush. I leaned against trees that sprouted generations ago when the same river carved its way through the canyon. If you lead people, it can feel like the most important work is the meeting, the constant communication, being present and on top of it all. But the more I lead a team and the more responsibility and creative challenges I confront, the more I realize I need to step away from the clamor of digital notifications, leave my desk and find the deep time to be quiet so that I can be creative strategic and to just think so a summary we need the real world nature is calling the rocks are ready to cry out and we're missing the forest for the pixels it's so obvious but it needs to be said out loud and i needed to say it out loud for myself so do you want to go in on this bet with me can we dare each other to go outside what do you think we'll discover when we do it perhaps something like what I discovered on the beaches and the cornfields of my life. While I've been away from my desk, I rediscovered that with the rush of wind comes a rush of ideas for future stories, but also remembrances from the past, ideas to resurrect or revisit things put down or forgotten that, once cleaned by the wind and the outdoor air, I can pick up again. My heart became a kite and flew on the wind. My world immediately became wider and more enriched. This is what's available for us out there, away from the noise, From the distractions of the shallows a place of refreshing a location to conserve and to protect so i dare you to go find a vista where you can throw your heart against the wind to let it soar a quiet place of beauty where your mind can get lost not only in wonder but go into the depths i'd love to hear what you discover when you do thanks for listening Thanks for tuning into Things I Said Aloud. If you haven't yet, make sure you jump over to my Substack page and subscribe to my newsletter. Just go to andrewkooman.substack.com. That way you'll get original content and encouragement delivered right to your inbox. I like to write on themes of creativity, faith, and how those things collide in the real world. You can also just search for the newsletter on Substack. It's called Things I Wrote Down. While you're there, make sure you also visit Unveil's newsletter, where you can geek out with my brothers Matthew and Daniel Kuman and I as we share our filmmaking journey and our new adventure as we grow our streaming service, Unveil TV. That's unveil.substack.com. You can always find the links in my show notes. Thanks again. I'm so grateful that you shared part of your day with me. I hope you leave this episode with some inspiration and encouragement and that you can go find some time today to get lost in words.